0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 192, where we have two wins in college football, one for Michigan State, one for Michigan. We haven't been able to say that in a really long time. We also have a couple of basketball games that we can talk about for both teams as well. One team's struggling and one team's looking really good. So let's get into it. Start out with Michigan State against Nebraska. Michigan State finally gets their first win in probably a little over two months Gets a three-point win at home against Nebraska. Harlan Barnett's first win as interim head coach wasn't a great game overall. There was some flashes in this game from both quarterbacks. I thought both quarterbacks played pretty well in this game. Actually, probably the best games that both of them has had. Now, there has to be a discussion, and I really want to kind of start out with this discussion because the quarterback position is a question mark throughout these next couple of games. Michigan State has three games left. They have Ohio State tomorrow, Indiana, and then Penn State. And the real question is, what's going to happen with Sam Levitt? Sam Levitt only played, I believe, like three three drives in this game against Nebraska, one being a great touchdown drive that he had that. It was basically the game-winning drive for Michigan State. So awesome throw by him for that touchdown going into the fourth quarter. But with that being said, he has zero games left before he can register. He has a big decision left to make. I was kind of surprised that they use Sam Levitt as little as they did, especially because what happens if Ken Hauser gets hurt? Are you going to put in Sam Levitt, burn his redshirt? He still has a decision to make, or are you going to put in a third string quarterback or probably actually the fourth string quarterback this year because Noah Kim is definitely not playing. So what's going to happen if Kane Hauser gets injured? That's going to be something to look out for. But I thought both quarterbacks in this game for Michigan State was pretty good, to be completely honest with you. I thought Kane Hauser looked a little bit more confident, had quite a bit of power on his throw, not as much as Sam Levitt. But I thought he looked as good and as comfortable as he had. Sam Levitt, again, made a great throw to Montori faster, for that touchdown, it seemed like a NFL throw. Again, it's one throw. Can he continue to make those throws? We will see. But it was a great throw by Sam Levitt. Overall, I thought this game was pretty good, especially defensively. Michigan State forced, I believe, two or three turnovers in this game. Jaron Mangum had at least two interceptions in this game. Had one other interception that was taken away from him. So he's been great at the safety position. You also have... Dylan Tatum, and the corners that have been pretty good lately. With that being said, though, they're playing quarterbacks that really don't have a good arm. And like I said in the preview, Nebraska's quarterback doesn't have a good arm. And you could really see that in this game. And it really started to kind of turn when Nebraska really started to be able to run the ball a little bit. And that's why I said going into this game for Michigan State was that they had to prevent Nebraska from being able to run the ball and... They kind of did that a lot of this game till later in this game when Nebraska was finally starting to get a little bit going on the offensive end, which kind of put Nebraska back into this game. But after a failed Hail Mary to end the game, what a win for Michigan State. Uh, Jonathan Kim was very good in this game, made a long field goal. Um, Ross Ells, again, was horrible. He had to call a timeout because he didn't have enough players on the field for a punt. He only has three more games left, um, but huge win for Harlan Burnett. Super happy for them, super happy for these players. They absolutely deserve it. They played great, and yeah, super happy for them. They've been through so much. So excited to finally talk about a win for Michigan State. You don't get to talk about that too many times for football this year. Let's go over to Michigan basketball. Not much really needs to be said. They absolutely dominated against Purdue. It wasn't really ever a close competitive game. You could see that Michigan was the much better team from the start, and that's just a common theme that we've seen. It hasn't really been a close game for any of these games for Michigan. Um, At the end, though, that handshake between Purdue's head coach and Jim Harbaugh, that was definitely... Interesting. At least it brought some controversy in like the Twitter space, social media. Not really surprised because of that, just because of things that he said before the game. But definitely seems like both coaches do not like each other. Didn't lead to anything, but again, Michigan dominated in this game. Now let's quickly go over into college basketball, because basketball started Michigan State, played James Madison University on Monday and to end up losing in overtime a kind of a really big shocker for Michigan State fans. I think for a lot of fans this year, new James Madison would be a quality team. Like I said, they I think they only lost like eight games last year or last year two years ago they were an NCAA tournament team, quality team. Um should it have been a game that Michigan State lost. No, especially at home and I believe this is a first home loss in an opening game in 50-60 years for Michigan State. So definitely not very common. Uh, Michigan State shot the ball horrible uh, from three. I believe they're like one for like 22, one for 23. You're not going to win very many games. They're you only out-rebounded, I believe, James Madison by two. Um, free throw percentage was really bad. Shot 62.5% from the free throw. Uh, I thought everyone was pretty bad besides Tyson Walker and Cohen Carr, this was a really good debut for Cohen Carr. He had 14 points, was all over the place. You could really see that when Cohen Carr came into this game for Michigan State, you could really see that energy that he brought, the athleticism that the team was missing, especially in a game that you couldn't hit a three for your life. Cohen Carr had some huge N1 opportunities that he made, I believe, both free throws on. So Cohen Carr really impacted, really. Early on in this game. And I would love to see Colin Kara play a little bit more in this game. But let's talk about the veterans of this team. The seniors like A.J. Hogard, Maddie Sissoko, Malik Hall, Jaden Akins. I think they all played really bad in this game. Um, Like I said, outside of Tyson Walker, I thought those four played really, really bad. And that's exactly what Tommy Izzo said in the game um, and after the game. Is that he was disappointed with how they played. I thought they didn't bring effort. I thought the starting lineup didn't really bring effort either. It was really stagnant. Slow start again, that's been a common factor for the starting lineup. Um, A.J. Hogarth just looked like he honestly sometimes didn't even care. At least he wasn't trying. He needs to be better. He needs to attack the basket. And there was points in that second half where you're just sitting there and wondering, where is A.J. Hogarth on this court? And I think as Michigan State fans, we've seen A.J. Hogarth um, show up in big games, right? We saw him show up in Kansas State. We saw him show up a little bit in USC, but it seems like when he doesn't get off to that fast start, A.J. Hogard doesn't really ever get going too much. Maybe he'll get going towards the end of the game, but he definitely did not do that in this game. Uh, Matty Sissoko was not good. Uh, Great kid. like Great, great kid. Has done a ton of good stuff with his NAL, built schools in Africa, all that. He was really bad in this game. He um, had quite a few turnovers, uh, wasn't hitting his free throws. I don't think he even made a bucket in this game. He was just really bad. Carson Cooper wasn't any better. He was probably actually a little bit worse at the free throw line than Manny Sissoko. Jaden Aikens didn't play extremely well in this game either. This was just not a good game, and I think it really kind of – worried quite a few Michigan State fans, especially because this is supposed to be a senior-led team, a very experienced team. And you really saw this team, one, not shoot very well, but, again, get off to that slow start, like I said earlier, and you can't afford that against some of these teams going forward, especially against Duke that you're going to be playing on Tuesday. So not really good performance. But let's talk about their game against Southern Indiana, I believe. Yeah, Southern Indiana, a little better performance by Michigan State. They end up winning this game by 23. Again, A.J. Hoggard was not very good in this game. A.J. Hoggard's been very lazadaisical, in my opinion. He needs to be much better going forward, especially against a team like Duke that's currently down by three against Arizona at Cameron. So definitely going to be a game to watch out for there as well. But A.J. Hoggard has to be better. Like... If he doesn't get better, Jeremy Fears is going to be a player that's really going to start taking his minutes. And I think he's already starting to. You already really saw Tom Izzo in this game, not really a close game, kind of sit A.J. Hogard when he wasn't playing well and played Jeremy Fears quite a bit. I believe he played like 17, 18 minutes, which is great because I believe the most a player played was 24 against a really not a good team. So you don't have to play your stars a whole ton. But we kind of saw that Jeremy Fears is very good at handling the ball. And I think that's what we kind of knew going forward, that he would be very good at handling the ball. He will know when to press things. But that offensive side isn't right there right now. So going to be a work in progress for him. But at least for kind of the first time in his career maybe, AJ Hogard has a guy behind him that could honestly eat up his minutes. So I really hope that AJ Hogard comes in these next couple of games and really starts to play a whole lot better because Michigan State, I think, needs it to happen. I think they need AJ Hogard to be the player that fans expect him to be, and I think AJ Hogard probably knows that he needs to be better. But his body language again is an issue with this team and he needs to be better. And I think Izzo knows that. I think Michigan State fans are probably calling for that. Don't love talking bad about a player, but AJ Hogart, you're a senior. Things have to get better. So, overall though, Jaden Akins much better in this game. Carson Cooper. All right, Miles is so a double double. I believe he had 10 and 10. In this game made his free throws, which was great. Michigan State shot 82.5% from Free throws, a dramatic improvement, a 20% improvement from the last game. Shooting shooting the three-wise, only made one three again. You are two for, I believe, 31 from three to start the season. Not a good sign for Michigan State basketball. Uh, Izzo did talk a little bit about that after the game and said he's really not concerned. He saw how well they shot from the summer and in the fall, so he's not too concerned about that. I wouldn't say I'm 100% concerned, but those shots definitely need to start falling for this Michigan State team to kind of reach the ceiling fans really want to. And I think they're going to have to fall against Duke because this Duke team is a very good team, experienced team as well. So got to get better performance from A.J. Holgaard. Tyson Walker, again, was good. Malik Hall was pretty solid. Um, he's about as good in this game as he can be Malik Hall is kind of who he is at this point I think a lot of people have been kind of saying that his shot just doesn't look good it looks like he has like a hitch or something he doesn't have the confidence from three so really gonna have to have him either continue to play well or at least consistent and maybe hit down a couple of threes in this game maybe that'll help Michigan State going forward but I could definitely see Colin Carr kind of taking a lot of his minutes and Xavier Booker Xavier Booker He played, I believe, 17 minutes in this game. This was Xavier Booker's best game at Michigan State, only his second game, but he was all over the court. He was very good defensively, made some two run-down blacks that were great. Um, Offensively, pretty good as well. He had a really good dunk. I think this was a really good start. I think this was a really good growth opportunity for Xavier Booker, and I think hopefully... He's given a little bit more leeway. I don't think he's going to be given a ton of leeway. I still think Coach Izzo probably trusts Colin Carr a lot more than probably these, these other freshmen. But as the season goes on, I think Xavier Buckover will continue to play more and more. Now let's go over to Michigan basketball, where um, Coach Bill Meltelli is. Inter, because Juwan Howard is currently out. But let's talk about this um, basketball team, because they have been very good to start this season. They end up beating UNC Asheville quite a bit. They end up beating Youngstown State by 30 tonight. They have quite a few really good players, at least players that are playing really well right now. Doug McDaniels is looking like one of the best point guards in Big Ten, at least top five in the Big Ten um, you have Olivier and Kamwa that has been really great at the power forward position. Will Cheddar has looked really good as well, and then you have a couple other players that have looked good and this Michigan team can shoot the ball extremely well. I believe against Youngtown State they were shooting above 50% going into halftime and they end up scoring I believe 94-96 against UNC Asheville and I believe they scored 90 tonight against Youngtown State. So this is an offense that's you're going to get production out of a lot of these different players and this is a very different kind of production that Michigan fans have been used to because we've really seen the last couple of years especially under Hunter Dickinson. It's been Hunter Dickinson and maybe like one other player. Like we saw Hunter Dickinson last year and Kobe Bufkin. That's really kind of seemed where the majority of your scoring kind of came from. And then you, of course, had Jet Howard as well. But this year, I think you're going to have a completely different thing. I think it's going to be a team that's going to be able to have four or five guys that are probably going to average eight, nine, ten plus points a game. This is going to be an extremely... Good starting lineup for this Michigan team, and A lot of these guys have the green, like, go sign to shoot the three. And a lot of them do hit it. The only one that really hasn't is Terrace Reed. But Terrace Reed hasn't been overall great. I think defensively, he's really good. Offensively, if he can get going, you have a tandem of three or four players for this Michigan basketball team that could score 15 points a night. And that's a scary sign for the big time. I think this Michigan team under Phil has done a great job. I'm interested to see if it'll change once Juwan Howard kind of comes back, if that will affect things. I think Martelli has done a great job so far, and I think he will continue to do a great job. I think this Michigan team will go on a run to start this year. They have St. John's will be interesting to see what happens there. But this is a good Michigan team, and this is a Michigan team that was, I think, projected about 8, 9, 10 in this conference. And unless they start playing not good, or unless this is a really like, good start that like don't really continue, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be competing in the top half of the Big Ten. I really do. I think this Michigan team is a good team, and I think it's going to be... Yeah, like I said, in the top half of the Big Ten. Don't know exactly where. Um, maybe a little bit premature, but we could have some fun Michigan State and Michigan basketball games this year. And we could very much see a split like we've seen in the past couple of years where Michigan wins at home, Michigan State wins at home. So going to be fun to watch both of these teams. Uh, Michigan State has a big game on Tuesday against Duke. Michigan plays St. John's in Madison Square Garden. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, um both football teams won both basketball teams one's looking really good the other one looking all right uh we'll see what Michigan State can do against Duke if Michigan State can end up getting a win against Duke I think that kind of changes things a little bit going forward but yeah that's kind of really it for episode number 192 hopefully you enjoyed this episode and tune in to the next one